0: Hello and welcome. This is the LCU podcast, a podcast that brings you stories, insights, and people from Lubbock Christian University. I'm your host, Nathan Carcino, and I'm happy to be with you for another episode. On this episode, we talked with first year head coach of the LCU men's soccer team, Colin Cohn. He comes to LCU after having an illustrious career as a player and coach. Coach Cohn joins the staff after being instrumental in rebuilding Letourneau University's men's soccer program as their head coach. We discussed his experience so far at LCU, what brought him here, and we even got to talk about his faith. I hope you enjoy this conversation with head coach Colin Cohn. Pleased to be joined here by our guest, head coach of the men's soccer program here at LCU, Coach Colin Cohn. Coach, thank you for being here today.
1: Absolutely, thanks
0: for uh, having me on. It's been a pleasure to witness what you've got going on so far in the season. We will get to kind of how the team has been playing in a bit, but to lay the groundwork real quick, you were hired in about early April. You did get to campus a little in the middle of August to start training before school started, and then as we are here now, about halfway through the season, getting ready for your first conference match later this week. So, as a whole, how has the experience been like in Lubbock, your first year?
1: Uh, it's been awesome. Um, I'll be honest. One of the one of the first things that drew me to to LCU in Lubbock was just uh, the kindness of people when we got here and we interviewed here, um, and I was just really impressed. And so, since since being here, that's been true. You know, uh, people here are. Uh, extremely kind, um, super helpful, good at their jobs, um, and so obviously, uh, with recruiting that late in the year and things like, it took a lot of people to 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 bring the team together. Um, and through through a lot of help from, you know, admissions and things like that, uh, we were able to get a team together and, and I think it's a good team and it's a good, uh, a good base to get built to build off of and things like that. And, um, and we've loved it. My wife's enjoying it. And obviously as a coach, you, you spend a lot of time away from home. And so your wife has to enjoy uh, the location as well and the people. And, uh, she, she's liking Lovick and she likes the people here. She's made some good friends and, um, that just makes that makes coaching so much better.
0: That's great to hear. And you mentioned kind of coming in late. It is so somewhat of a late hire in that point of the year because soccer starts so early in the semester. What was the training process like once you did get to campus, and how were you able to do the best that you could to get yourself familiar with not only the city and the program and whatnot, but the players on your team?
1: Yeah, immediately the first thing was just obviously meeting with the team <laughs> and right. getting to spend time together, and um, you know let them know here's the plan going forward, and uh, trying to make sure that they uh, buy into that. And then the next thing is obviously uh, going and. Uh, finding players that fit what we're trying to do um, and within a system that you know I want to play and things like that and so it, it's been really good um, the 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 guys have adapted well um, and I'll be honest with you like even the the reality is that uh, we we want to play a certain way um, and I don't know that we're quite to the level right now that uh, we need to be at to play the way that I'd say us coaches probably want us to play, um, so we're continuing to to learn and grow um, and figure out you know what our identity is a little bit, and we've made some changes this year just to 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 get through the season and get get some points on the board and things like that. So, um, but the guys are the guys are awesome. They responded really well.
0: We did uh, mention earlier how it's not only a new team for you, but it's also a new team compared to what we saw on the pitch last year for LCU. There's 24 new players to the squad, those being true freshmen as well as transfers. What has the mentorship from the coaching standpoint been like with trying to get that team uh, bonded and whatnot to create some team chemistry heading into the season?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a big piece for me. Um, I, I think that, uh, you can uh, you can sometimes win games even I think if you're just uh you're you're a tight team and you have each other's backs and you're willing to do some dirty work. Um, so, and, and the only way you're willing to do that sometimes, is if you have good relationships with your teammates and you trust your coaches and you know you trust your teammates as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we've done a lot of little, little things. I guess one of the things we did during the pre, obviously preseason. First off, is a is a time where you're you're together a lot um, and you're building those relationships and trust. Um, but during preseason, we we had the Marine Corps come out and do like a workout with our guys uh, and just talk about leadership and the idea that you know they take a group of a bunch of new guys you know bring them into a to a to, to basic or to whatever they're doing and um, they have to get them firing on all cylinders pretty quickly um, and it's similar with soccer in terms of like how quickly you get going and and having to bring all these new guys now into a, into a team and get them performing at a high level uh, quickly is is tough and building that trust so you're willing to do the extra work and the dirty work and to cover for each other and um so that, that day was a lot of fun. It's a lot of hard work, but it was good. Uh, and then we, we also took the guys paintballing, which was a lot of fun. And I think sometimes those things just take the, take walls down, you know, uh, things that I'm, I'm too cool or whatever. It take, kind of takes those things down a notch and it allows guys to open up and joke and laugh and have some fun. And um, I'll be honest with you. The group is really, really close. It's uh, it's actually been really impressive to see how, how tight they are. You see them on campus walking around together. Um, they, 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 every time there's another sports team playing they're always saying hey coach can we go watch can we go support as a team um which which is encouraging you know you want that and the more they spend time together the more they do things together they build that trust that ultimately that family atmosphere um and and they're willing to sometimes do some extra work to be able to to be successful because they care about their teammates
0: that's one of the beauties of having such a small close-knit university of student body and that community aspect to support one another, especially as student athletes. Has that been a point of emphasis to you going in, or is that more of a idea from the players that they want to support one, one another, as well as the other athletes here at LCU?
1: Yeah, it's a mixture of both. I think, um, to me, it's a big deal. So everywhere I've ever been is has, has that's been a big uh, aspect, I guess, of my coaching philosophy. Is like I, uh, performance matters, results matter, um, but at the end of the day, I, I there's a bigger purpose to this whole thing, and um, you know, ultimately, that's that's hopefully that guys grow in their faith and they have a relationship with Jesus. But um, I think the only way you can have those conversations and you can do those things is if you have trust and you've built a relationship with your players, um, and so with that. A lot of the a lot of the guys when I met with them early on, they said like one of the big things that they wanted to see going forward with the program was they wanted to they wanted to have a family atmosphere. Um, They really wanted player one to thirty, you know, to be valued, to be cared about. Um, And that doesn't mean necessarily playing time, but what that means is you know that you you see them, you you recognize them, you shake their hand, you talk to them, you you ask them how life is. Um, and so we've been really intentional about that, I think, as a coaching staff. Um, and I think the result of that is, is also that the guys enjoy being together because they do feel valued. They don't just think they're, oh, I'm a sub or whatever. Um, and it allows them, it allows them to be able to, you know, enjoy each other. Uh, and then, and then obviously like they, they love supporting the other teams and they're a lot of fun, I think when they go to those games. And so, yeah, it's a great group. It's
0: great to hear. Um, a little more about you personally so I hear that you do have kind of a unique upbringing uh, being born into a mission family overseas in Africa what was that experience like growing up and living there
1: yeah I wouldn't change it for anything um, yeah I was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo um, and my parents were missionaries there they were actually <laughs> working there as uh, missionaries as after my grandparents. So I'm actually a third generation missionary kid. Um, Lived there for for quite a while. And then when the war happened, ironically, my parents had actually kind of finished doing the church plant that they were doing there. So when the war happened, we actually evacuated uh, the country and ended up going to the Central African Republic, which is actually where my dad grew up, and spent pretty much the rest of my my time until I graduated high school in the Central African Republic. But during that time I attended school in Yaoundé, Cameroon, uh, which is the country bordering the Central African Republic. And, um, so yeah, I spent, spent a lot of time in Africa. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, it's where I learned to love soccer and, um, you know, started started the passion for that, and then uh, ended up coming to the U.S. and playing here in the U.S. in college. And then when I got done playing, was blessed to be able to to join the coaching staff at my alma mater uh, up in Indiana, and and then ended up coming down to Texas to a to another school, uh, and then the Lord ended up bringing us here to LCU. So,
0: I know soccer is one of the most common and probably the most popular sport worldwide. Uh, what is the soccer culture like, especially? particular to where you grew up, compared to what you've experienced now in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, it's everything. Um, you know, from from a young age, the little kids are are playing soccer. There's really not another sport. Um, you know, they're playing barefoot out on the grass or on concrete or whatever. And, um, you know, sometimes balls are just made up of, you know, a bunch of plastic bags that they've brought together and tied in with rubber bands and turned it into a ball. And, you um, Yeah, it's everything. I mean, people, when the national team's playing, you know, the country shuts down and if they win, there's a holiday and it's, it's kind of ironic. You'll, you'll, you can sit anywhere almost in Africa. You could be at a restaurant and, you know, all the TV channels, um, come come in at different times so you'll hear like the one part of the city screaming because there was a goal and you're like oh man I bet there's a goal coming yeah. and next thing you know a minute later there's a goal and um, yeah it's uh it's everything in Africa and here in the US I think the game is growing which is really exciting I mean I think you see a small piece of that here in in uh, Lubbock with the Lubbock matadors I mean they they had really good support and they're well coached and you know, they have a lot of local players, some guys from especially, you know, from here at LCU and then you've got guys coming from all over the country to play here. They had good crowd attendance. I mean, that's an exciting thing for for the sport and um, so it's growing and that's that's exciting to see.
0: We've seen a couple LCU players take part in the inaugural season last year of the Lubbock Matadors. What have you seen from not only those players who've already participated in the semi pro league, but do you expect any other players to uh, represent the Matadors as well going forward? And what's that like watching your players compete still in the summer?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's crucial that the guys play uh, over the summer and um, and and you want your guys playing over the summer because it sets them up well for preseason and um, getting ready for 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 a big college season that starts off really quick. Um, yeah, I hope I hope some of our guys do play for the Matadors and I hope that we have some guys that play other places here in Texas and, and, and in neighboring states. And um, I definitely think that we have some guys that, that can play at that level or in the USL2 um, so hopefully we'll be able to get them placed for, for the summer for sure.
0: You alluded to it a minute ago, but uh, you are actually a long-lasting family member or a legacy rather of Grace College, your alma mater in Winona Lake, Indiana. Was that always kind of a place that you had your eye on to pursue, and then ultimately play and coach at the at the college level?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you get done playing, and I had a really good experience, and I was blessed to to have a really. A really good coach who I'd say was a transformational coach like he, he, he it wasn't just the transaction of you perform and you know we're friends or we're good or anything like that it was it was deeper than that. Um, and, you know, from that experience and it, it being a good experience, when I got asked to go back and on the coaching staff as an assistant, um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a huge blessing. I was teaching at the time, actually, at a high school, and I, I quickly realized I didn't really want to teach. I, I wanted to coach. Um, so being able to go back was, was a big deal. And um, luckily, there was about a year and a half gap, um, so about two seasons where I wasn't a part of the program where I was teaching. Um, and that allowed, you know, some of the guys that I played with to graduate and that can be hard sometimes, you know, going back and coaching guys that you just played with. Um, but went back and, and, and had a great, great opportunity there to coach and be mentored by a great coach. And, um, the Lord just continued to open up opportunities other places. And it it was time for me to, to step out. You, at some point you have to become a head coach if you really want to be in this, I think in this business and do this. Um, And you just because there's just things you don't learn until you're sitting in the seat and you have to make the decisions and some hard decisions and and things like that. So it was time to to get that experience. So stepped away. Um, Yeah. Grace always had a had a place in my heart just because of what it gave me. Um, But I'm I'm honestly super content and just super grateful to to be where I'm at and we're going to give it everything we got here
0: what is the opportunity to mentor young athletes or even young Christians young people as a coach mean to you
1: everything it's the whole purpose of of honestly why why I even do this I I, I think that um, you know winning and things like that are important and I think if you ask our guys I'm, I'm ultra competitive I mean even when we play ping pong in the locker room I'm ultra competitive and I hate losing <laughs> Um. But I, I do, I do think there's a bigger purpose to this and a more important purpose than just winning. And that's, that's the hearts of our players. Um, and I, one of the things I love about LCU is that, you know, you don't have to sign anything saying I'm a believer or a Christian to go here. Um, they'll take you where you're at and, you know, by the time you leave, you'll know who Jesus is and you'll have been exposed to Jesus. And the hope is that, you know, you, you, you make a, a a life-changing decision. That's ultimately probably the biggest decision of your life. Um, and my, my big thing with that is that I think that the way I live my life has to model model that, um, and then also through building relationships and trust, you're able to have those conversations um, that ultimately I think are probably the more more important you know dis- decisions and conversations that you can make. Um, and then one of the things we did this year is we Dean, uh, who is uh, works over uh, at the local church here, um, Greenlawn, Lawn. He. Uh, I had him join our staff after talking to him a couple times and just said, hey, would you be willing to, to be a part of our staff as a director of discipleship? You know, it has nothing to do with soccer. It's just be with the guys, talk to the guys, get a coffee with the guys, do a Bible study with the team here and there. Um, and that's been awesome. I think that's, that's a good thing. And it gives the guys somebody else to talk to and chat with when things are hard and um, even when things are going well. But uh, we, we care about our players and, and their hearts. And um, that's kind of the ultimate goal. There's so much diversity in
0: the student body here at LCU and particularly in the men's soccer program. There's representatives from around the world, many, many different countries. What is the cultural diversity like in the locker room and how does that translate out onto the field?
1: Yeah, I'll be very honest. I've coached at Grace, which had had a lot of international guys and American guys. And then I went to Letourneau uh, where I was a head coach, which was mostly primarily American kids. Um, And then coming here, going back, you know, to having a lot of international guys in the locker room. And I'll be honest, I I absolutely love it. I think it adds a, I think it adds a flavor, uh, to the locker room, a passion and excitement, um, and sometimes, a lot of times, like uh, you know, a maturity uh, to the locker room, um, and uh, it's kind of cool because if you can't, uh, if you've grown up here in the U.S. your whole life, now you come into that locker room, you're getting to experience a different culture and a different world without even leaving your country, and I think that's a really unique aspect to our team. Um, and one of the cool things is that you see you know, you, in, in our team, you know, obviously you, you click with people from your country or can speak the same language as you. Um, but I think our guys do a really good job of not just hanging out with those guys. Like they, they, they'll spend time with each other. They'll talk to each other, um, regardless of nationality, regardless of, you know, what language you speak. Um, and I think that helps us on the field as well.
0: One of the things that is an aspect of such cultural diversity is maybe upbringings and faith from a lot of your players. So, how do you use faith and Christianity as a unifier for your team to get your team closer together?
1: Yeah, it's um, a good question. I mean, yeah, guys grow up, you know, on a lot of different. You know, from a, they might come from a different religion or a different belief system or, or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's modeled by the coaches um, and guy. And then I, I always try and pick out guys on the team that I think probably have a genuine relationship with Jesus um, that are willing to talk about it and say, and, and, and speak up to that. Because um, I think it's good for guys to, to, to see their peers, you know, talk about Jesus and that it's, it's, you know, I think sometimes people can think of uh, being a Christian is not the cool thing or, or whatever, and the reality is it's it's actually the coolest thing. Um, and having guys that can sit in a locker room and they can say, hey, yeah, I believe in Jesus, or they can pray in front of their team, or they can they can do those things, or when they see somebody doing something, maybe that they're like, hey, that's not cool. You know, they can call them out, and it's out of a good, you know, the out of the heart, the motivation of the heart is good. Um, I think that... I, you know, I think that's important. And so they, they see it from me modeled. They see it from Dean modeled, you know what I mean? Through our Bible studies as a team. Uh, and then they're able to see it sometimes from their peers when they, when they stand up and, and pray or they talk or, or whatever, share their testimony. Um, and I think those things are, are what, I think that's what you have to do to be able to try and show like, Hey, this is what Jesus is all about. This is what he did for our hearts and for our lives. And, um, you know, you go from there and then you're able to, to have some really good conversations sometimes behind closed doors um, that are a lot more intentional and purposeful uh, about Jesus and that type of stuff.
0: Where we're at right now in the season, like we mentioned, about halfway through the year, obviously there's going to be some type of adversity for any team in any season at any point of the year. And as we're right at the midpoint, what were some of the responses like so far earlier in the season to the adversity that your team has faced thus far?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know. I think early on, we, we we did well in our. We won both of our exhibitions, and and they were against two good NAI teams. Um, and then we played uh, Adam State and Fort Lewis, and um, you know the, the Adam State game, we got a really good result, and then Fort Lewis uh, showed us something different because they got a red card uh, quite early in the game and ended up sitting back quite a, quite a lot on us, and it and it was hard for us to break them down, uh, especially that early in the season, and we we. I think we outshot them substantially but we just couldn't find the back of the net. And the guys the guys I think responded well from that. I mean in training and things and then we we hit the road for 11 days in Colorado which which was really really tough just living out of a hotel for for that many days and you know trying to find places to train and, and things like that, the altitude, everything. Um, so we got there and, um, obviously we lost that first game and the guys bounced back against, uh, South Dakota Mines in our second game and got a win and then, um, played two, two really top teams that I, you know, one's in the top 25 and I think the other one will be, uh, very soon here in the top 25 if they're, if they're not already. Um, and you know, those were hard games to lose. And then you turn around and you come home and you, uh, you face off with OC, uh, and then WT, and then MSU, and then you know you have to face them again uh, for the first three games of conference immediately, um, and that's that's really tough. And, uh, you know, all three of those teams are nationally ranked right now and are all very well coached and very good teams, and so we, uh, you know, the guys, the guys responded well because I think in that moment after Colorado and then losing that first game to OC, who who was a very good team and like I said, nationally ranked, but only won like one or two games last year, I think there were some questions happening, you know, like who are we? What are, are we good enough? Where? Are... And we just challenged the guys and came up with a different system and a different way of playing and said, hey, we just gotta we gotta figure this out. And the guys stepped up to the challenge and did well in practice. And they got a huge result against WT. And then they turned around and um, got a huge result against MSU, in all honesty. They're ranked number four right now in the country. And, um, you know, so now we still have a couple a couple weeks here that are gonna, we're going to really see. You know what I mean? Now we're on the road against WT on Saturday. Then we host OC. And then we go on the road again to MSU. So um, some tough games ahead of us that will really test us. But I think they can be good for us as well.
0: Like you mentioned, two great showings for uh, for the squad, tying MSU, who was number four in the country, and then before that, getting a win at home against WT in the rivalry. What kind of momentum is being built here as we lead into Saturday's match in Canyon, especially after those two big showings against worthy opponents?
1: Yeah, I think the guy, the guys, I think are just they're gaining confidence, uh, which I think is a uh, which is really important, obviously, especially in football. And um, the other thing I'd say is they. Uh, um, they're learning, and we talked about this actually after the MSU game, is they're learning how to grind, and they're learning how to do the hard work, and they're learning how to defend, and they're learning how to do some of the dirty work that a lot of players don't really want to do. Um, it's always fun to attack, and it's always fun to score goals and things like that, but the, our team is really learning how to, to stay disciplined, work within a system uh, defensively, and then looking you know, looking to be able to get their opportunities on the other end of the field. Um so they're learning how, how to do these things. And, and I, I think it's important, um, especially as you go into a season. And we talk about, you know, there's teams sometimes that peak too early and you want to peak, you know, in conference season, you want to be peaking. And then when you hit that conference tournament, you want to peak and do really, really well. Um, and, you know, you don't – I think some teams can get off to a really good start and then the moment when they when they finally hit those adversity moments that you're talking about, like what we did in Colorado, you know, that they have to figure out something now. And I think we've – figure those things out, you know, and I'm glad we figured them out early before conference. And I hope that we can, we can keep the ball rolling.
0: Because it's such a new team, it may be hard to quite understand what any expectations are going into this year, but just looking back on last year's results, one of the best seasons in program history is the first time LCU reached the conference tournament championship match and they took on the Mustangs of MSU. What were kind of your expectations knowing so much successes uh, just last year for this program as you headed into this year?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't really... (laughs) I don't really compare uh, the team right now to last year's team. I just don't think that it does anything for me. Um, we're a completely new team. We're a young team. We're, we're figuring things out right now. Um and you know, I think I think we could find ourselves in the same type of position as last year. I think it's going to take hard work, and it's going to take you know playing a different way, and and, and things like that. But that's okay. Um, you know, with so many so many new guys, you you there has to be a growth period, and there has to be a time of learning and and things like that. And um, I'm just glad that we have some really good leaders on the team, and we have some guys that are are bought in, and they're they're they. Uh, how do I say they're they're guys that want to find solutions um, and find ways to win games and and you know coaching guys like that is is what you want as a coach you know you want you want guys that don't just throw in the towel when it gets tough um, but they keep going and um, yeah LCU's had a had a good history especially the last few years here Um, but like I said we're a completely new team with so many new players that you know you got to rebuild and you got to get back up there and I think we will do that.
0: One of the leaders from those previous teams, Jonathan Woods, you've brought on as a coach now after his graduation uh, last year, and being a team captain and such a mentor on the team as a player in recent years, what has it been like taking him under your wing now on the coaching side, and how has he still been able to influence the team?
1: Yeah, he's uh, Jono is ultimate uh, is the ultimate competitor, um, and he wants to he wants to be successful, and so he brings that passion to the team. Um, and I think that he, uh, the way that he did things as a senior and as a junior, as a captain on the team, um, the guys highly respect him. And because of that, he's um, immediately demanded respect as a coach. Um, you know, sometimes we're short of players, so we'll throw him into a training session and things like that. And, uh, you know, his team usually comes out winning. Um, and it's not because he's in the best shape that he ever was, because he was in way better shape way back then. But he, uh, he finds a way to win. And I think the guys respect that a lot. And um, you know, they see his passion for the game, and he's a, he's an excellent coach. And um, you know, you you want to work with people that make you better. And I think I think that he does that for me. And um, you know, I think he's learning some of the things that that head coaches have to deal with. And I think that one day he'd be a great head coach. Um, and so it's it's been a pleasure working with him. And uh, I'll be honest, we wouldn't be where we are without him.
0: He is in a similar situation as you were back after your playing days, graduating, and then maybe you had a little more time before you jumped into coaching, but very soon after yeah. you joined the team on the coaching staff, how has his transition been like watching it from the outside? I know you've mentioned that it's almost been like a seamless transition just because he has so much familiarity mm-hmm. with the program, but how have you been able to see John O grow and transform from what he was as a player now to what he is as a coach?
1: Yeah, he's, he's meant to be a coach. Uh, it was, uh, I truly, it was seamless. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, and he had that semester there where there wasn't a coach here and he was thrown into the fire a little bit and, you know, he had to figure out, you know, how to lead and, and how to be a coach and not a friend as much. And, um, you know, he, he did that really, really well. Um, so he, I'll be honest with you, like, he's done an incredible job. And, uh, I, I honestly, like, we wouldn't be where we are without him just because he, uh, he he knows LCU so well, and for me coming in new late, um, you know, he was able to explain things to me quickly. I could get answers a lot quicker just because you know he had been here and done that, um, you know. And he, he he's learning. Like I said, he's learning some of the things, you know, the the behind the scenes stuff that you deal with as a head coach, you know. Um, but. Um, you know, those things come with time. Um, but the X's and the O's and the leader he is and things like that, it's, it's, it's incredible, honestly. And he's way, way ahead of his time.
0: One thing you all know for sure is that the rivalry on the range is certainly uh, a big flag on the schedule, and that is what we have coming up this weekend, and that's the first match in Lone Star Conference play. What does it mean for the team to continue this upslope that we've been uh, going through, and what does it mean to start conference play with uh, a great showing?
1: It's exciting. Um, you know, We've played all three of the teams that we're about to face, including WT and obviously a big rivalry. Um but, uh, the guys, you know, I, I, like there, there's a good, they're, they're buzzing in the locker room. You know, they want to, they want to get after it. They want to play. They're excited to play. Um, and that's what you want as a coach. You want them to be wanting to play the best teams and wanting to not, not wanting easy games. They want games that are going to make them better and push them and you feel good after you win. Um, so that's what WT is for us. You know, it's, a it's a very well coached program um two very good coaches there that that have done an awesome job and obviously they're in the top 25 and um you know, they have a rich, rich history and success pretty much in all their sports. So it's a, it's an exciting thing and it's fun to, it's going to be fun to go to their place and, and see how we do. And you always want to be tested. And I think this is, this is a big test and we start out conference against, I think some of the top teams in our conference and, you know, hopefully we can get some good results out of these games and then carry it forward into the rest of the games. We're certainly
0: excited. And it- can't wait to see how the result is this Saturday and I really thank you for joining us here today but one quick uh, thing before we end off what are you most excited about not only just to end this year but to continue your reign here as the leader of this program
1: yeah I think there's I think there's um, I think there's a lot of opportunity um, and that's that's I think what it, what's uh, the most exciting to me um, I think there's a lot of growth. Um, that we're going to see over the next few years. And I think that, that the, the players that we're going to continue to bring in and the players that we have um, are going are gonna to do a lot of things to make the campus proud, um, you know, not just on the field but off it as well. And um, that's, that's an exciting thing for me as a coach. And, and like I said, I think there's a lot of opportunity to, to continue to build this thing and build off uh, what the previous coach had done here. And um, we're set up for success, and, and so we need to do that. We're going we're gonna to do that.
0: We really appreciate your time, Coach. Uh, Thank you for being here, and best of luck this Saturday.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. This
0: has been uh, Head Coach Colin Cohen for the Men's Soccer Program, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please share it with someone else so they can do the same and learn from one of LCU's newest leaders. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCU Podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.